All right, everyone, welcome into episode 25 of the Poor Sports Podcast. Just some housekeeping while we're at it. If you haven't got a chance to listen to our Kobe episode, that's episode 24, we have NHL slash AHL defenseman and friend of the show, Jake Dodgen on. We get into a lot of things hockey, but especially what's happening with the culture of hockey and the things that are happening with the coaches being fired, Bill Peters, Mark Crawford, and so on. So if you haven't got a chance to listen to that episode, definitely give it a listen. But... Since you're already here, listen to this one first. We've got an awesome episode coming up. It was a busy week in the world of sports. And while I have your undivided attention, I hope, we have merchandise if you haven't heard. And we have a discount code. When you go on to our Shopify page and use the discount code CHRISTMAS20, that's CHRISTMAS20 with all lowercase, CHRISTMAS20, and spend $20 or more on merchandise, you get... 20% 20% off. So that's live now up until Christmas Eve, okay? It's the holidays. Get those people in your life some poor sports merchandise. Anyways, great show coming up. Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear this one. So, like I said, welcome into episode 25 of the Poor Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jake Kelly. I am live in studio with Jeremy Collins. Jeremy, say what is going on. I'm loving that intro right now, and I think we might have found a new intro for the for every podcast. I like that one. It got me fired up real quick, and it's great to be back so quick. So, we're fired up. A whole bunch of sports to talk about. Football leaves the usual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's it's uh, winter time. We've got all the sports going. So, yeah, we'll do it. And Lee is live, but in London Town Studio. Lee, tell the people what's happening. How's it going, everybody? Still the best time of year. Every sport's rolling. I love this time. Absolutely. So, we have so much to talk about. We will not waste any time. We're going to get right into it. We always start off with our thumbs down and our thumbs up. Thumbs up, thumbs down is usually how we yeah, say it. That's all right. Me off there. Of, uh, of the week that was. So, uh, Lee, why don't we come to you first, and why don't you uh, get into what your thumbs up is for the week that was. I always love starting thumbs up. Always a half, half full type of guy. So uh, my thumbs up is going to be to two things. One, making you guys money, because not from this past week, but from the season-long prop bets, if you did follow me, I said lock it in. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to hit their over and win in wins, which was five and a half. Well, this weekend we ruined the the Colts' chances of being into a uh, into the playoffs this year by beating them in a shootout, hitting our win total of six. And also, Marcus Mariota, I told you to take the under in his yards throughout the year, and as everybody kind of knows, he kind of sucks, and he lost his job to Ryan Tannehill. So, thumbs up, thumbs up to winning money. Which is always good for everybody. This is going to bring on an even larger discussion, Lee. You always bet with your heart, and I don't know how I feel about it. This time it worked out, so we'll give Lee a little bit of an applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But I don't know. You said you said a little bit of an applause. A l- yeah, that, that was a little bit longer than a little bit of an hey, applause. Hey, the people, even even the soundboard knows how much I deserve that applause. But I know. Oh. Yes, that was the most Jameis Winston game ever. What, over 400 yards? Was it four touchdowns and three picks? Yeah. yeah. The, is he, Jameis, 
for the third straight or not for the third straight game for the third game this season already he threw a pick on his first throw of the game so what what is the stat that he might lead the NFL in passing touchdowns and interceptions and interceptions and like passing yards or something like that it's it's like two good things but then interceptions yeah. obviously um, uh, the, at, someone on NFL Twitter won the week for me it was they they did the office or I don't, it wasn't the office I think it was Will Farrell and he was negotiating he said that is the office. That was when that was like when Will Ferrell was like guest appearance in uh, there for a couple. Yeah. He said, uh, "This is either going to be the best decision of your life or the worst decision of your life." And it was in regards to Jameis Winston's impending free agency. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so we had asked actually earlier in a separate podcast as well about um, would you if you were uh, the Buccaneers and the Titans. Who makes the call first to trade their quarterbacks, Mariota and Winston? Now it's Tannehill and Winston. Now it's Tannehill <laughs> and Winston. So it's just funny how fast things can can move. Uh, but Lee, as yeah. a Bucks fan, do you want Winston back next year? I uh, yes, just because and and it's it's kind of like a thumbs down, but it's not. But we just keep winning. We're not going to be in a position to take one of the elite quarterbacks that are there. So keep what you got. Tell that to Lamar Jackson. Pick twenty seven or twenty eight yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, he was picked with the last pick of the draft, thirty two. Yeah. Um, so, so. I yeah, I understand that. I just and as of right now, because I suck at fantasy football, I've been just scout uh, scouting out all of the guys that are going to go around the draft. I don't think there's a quarterback that matches the Lamar Jackson this year. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, Jeremy, we'll come to you. What's your thumbs up? Thumbs up is to Scott Boris, the super agent. Strasburg getting paid $245 million over seven years, $35 million a year. A pitcher, in theory, makes 32 starts a year, over a million dollars a start. Yeah, that's that's in, that's just nuts. And I love it, though. It's it's uh, There's a lot of theories about pitchers in baseball and if they should ever get more than four years or not. This I think they might really regret this down the line. Come on. Here's well here. There's two ways you can look at it. Steven Strasburg is completely injury prone, right? He's not gonna make it to the seven years. Or you can look at it, you know, sunny side up way. Well, uh, Steven Strasburg has been so hurt that he hasn't doesn't have all the innings on his (laughs) arm. Ooh, interesting. He doesn't have all the innings on his arm. Yeah. So so the, it, I would, I would look at it one way in just the big sense of he was healthy all year this year, right? So yeah. that's a big thing. This is the first year that he's gone through that and just a broken how clock. dominant. He's a number one overall. A broken clock pitcher. is right twice, twice a day. So like I can tell which way you go down. You're definitely on the half empty. That's why you started off this podcast with thumbs down and thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a bad mood. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's essentially like it's, the Nationals are looking, okay, hopefully get four or five good years out of them. Yeah. And then and then you deal with them. it. And who knows, you know, what the money will be at that point. At that point, it might be that $35 million is not much, relatively speaking. Okay, but there's also another reason why I want Scott Boris to get my thumbs up this week. And it's this whole Garrett Cole saga. So pretty much they brought in, the, like the Yankees, they're pulling out all the stops. And they're pretty much giving him a blank check and say, here it is. But Scott Boris, he's pulling the oldest trick in the book. There's a mystery team involved. And who could that be? It doesn't matter because you got the Yankees and you got the two LA teams already in it. So are you really going to outbid the Yankees? And it's not you're going to sell Garrett Cole on anything else. Boston Red Sox. 
You never know when yeah. the Boston Red Sox want to stick it. I, you yeah. know, I don't know if it's the Red Sox with all the talk about them potentially moving on from uh, Mookie Betts in order to, you know, stay under their self-imposed budget. You know, if they're going to get rid of Mookie yeah. Betts, are they going to go for Garrett, for Garrett Cole? Cole? You know, uh, He's going to get the biggest contract in MLB history, I think. So it'll be over three hundred million. Yeah, correct. So. <sighs> that, well, Scott Boris, he, yeah. he he writes the book and he plays it to a T. You get my thumbs up this week, Boris, and I don't want any of your players on the Blue Jays. Yeah, and they don't want to come here anyway. So we'll yeah. get into that later. Yeah. So so when you say but when you say most expensive contract that will be history, like you think like uh, like per year or just like money wise, both. Yeah. Well, Mike Trout got four hundred and thirty million. Oh. In his deal. So maybe most as a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's why I was just clearing up. I agree yeah, with that. Fair enough. Obviously. Fair enough. Yeah, because I I had heard on other shows and and read on websites it would be the biggest contract. And I'm like, but wait a second. I just feel like there was more. Like A Rod was making 250 million, like in my lifetime. Yeah. So I feel like it's would have gone up uh, since then. Anyways, uh, we'll move on. My thumbs up of the week is to the World Anti-Doping Federation. If you've missed this story, it's an interesting one and one that has a bit more nuance than you might realize. Um, so Russia was banned for uh, from the next two Olympics, so the next winter and the next summer, as well as the World Cup if they were to qualify. So really, and and I think probably other things along the way. So you might think in your head, wow, for the Winter Olympics... That's awesome for Canada. We're going to just come in and take all those Russian medals or it's going to take away a big uh, metal-heavy nation, and that's great for Canada. But here's the thing. Those athletes will most likely still be there. They'll under just the be, Olympic flag. They'll just be under the Olympic flag. There will be, no, uh, Russian, be anthem. no Russian anthem and all that kind of stuff. So now my question here is – so my thumbs up is to the World Anti-Doping Federation for – you know, coming down, I think pretty harsh. Two Olympics, a World Cup, that's pretty heavy. And I doubt that the Russian soccer team would be able to compete at the World Cup even if they qualified. Lee, do you know anything about that? Yeah, they're a very uh, old team. Uh, so, like, they've kind of, like, they sure rock and, like, I think he's, like, 41. Akinfeev, the goalie. Uh, so, he's been there forever. So, like, I don't think they were going to, like, be able to compete. Um but, being that old, they could like, but that's the thing you can say that about anybody, right? But the but World right. Cup's so hard to qualify out of Europe. Yeah, but my question was though, is that if they were like, is that team essentially just disbanded for the next four years? Like, because whereas They're, the Olympic stuff, if you're a skier, they could play friendlies, I bet. Okay, yeah, but if yeah. okay, but if yeah. you're, my question is, is if you're a skier, you're gonna fly under the Olympic flag. The Russian team, there's no like World Cup flag that they would be playing under, correct? That's what my yeah. question is. I bet you in a very yeah. severe, uh, like like say, so, like a soccer powerhouse got disbanded like this, they would play under the Olympic flag, like the World Cup yeah, flag. But, yeah, the I Olympics is like weird though, right? Like you can't play under like that type of thing, and then the like the the Olympics, like maybe they represent. I've never even heard of like being able to do that because you have to be under 23 to play soccer in the Olympics. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. We missed my point. The, the World, World Cup. Cup. For the World Cup. Yeah. So, like, Is there not, a way like, they, they that, that Russia's team, if they do qualify, that they play not as Russia, but just a bunch of Russian players under so, like, like, they, 
a non. So you're just you're just throwing a hypothetical out because like yes. they can't even like as it say because they can't even qualify like they're out of qualifying. Yeah, won't be okay. Allowed to qualify. Okay, that's that was my question because I just was saying oh, yeah. how in like, the Olympics when they happens... do the groups when I when they do the groups Russia will not be in a group that can qualify. Okay, okay. so it. pretty much Russia is. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We didn't let them off the hook this no. time though. No, we did no. not. So not. yeah, that's four years without Russia in international competition, and that's. They got it right. They didn't let them off the hook, mm -hmm. and I think we're all proud about that. And and I think like it was. Uh, I was on Twitter when I saw it, and I clicked on uh, just some of the the threads, and people were saying, "Oh yeah, everyone knew that Russia was doping after the World Cup. They had like a it was like a thirty eight and a thirty five year old center back duo that was still running like box to box, like it was like it was no one's business. Yeah. Like some yeah, like their average age was like thirty five years old. They're they're still winning games. Yeah, so. Anyways, uh, I'll wrap up there. Uh, Lee, you kind of got into your thumbs down here, but uh, just continue your thought. Uh, well, my thumbs down is actually with the NCAA uh, finishing this week with championship week. Uh, Bulls came out, right? And we're going to we're gonna break down the top four and who we like and et cetera, et cetera. But my thumbs down is the NCAA bull picking. They have time and time shown a huge bias to just the Power 5 conference. And... I definitely am picking this bone just because of what my favorite team is with Cincinnati. Cincinnati finished the college football rankings at number 21. They finished at number 21, 10 and three, and their three losses were to Ohio state and number 15 Memphis twice. Once, once in the regular season, once in the AAC championship game, you would think that would line them up for a good bowl, right? You would think that they've been competitive all year. No, they're going to Birmingham, Alabama for the Birmingham Bowl, where they're going to play 6-6 six and six Boston College. And they're opening up as 32-point favorites on, on Betway. What, is, what, is, what do you have to do to get a decent bowl? Like They put in context here, number 24, Virginia, who were a better team then. Against number ten Florida, I just I don't get how how like, I, I guess you could try to say it sells seats, but Virginia is not going to travel all the way to like California. That's just not the school that's going to travel. And I don't I know the Bearcats wouldn't either. I but, think like, there's just a lot like, of corruption in NCAA, and I'm just going to kind of sweep this in with that too. I think sure. I I don't think that that's I don't think that's far fetched because listening to that because this is all news to me, Lee, and I'm sitting there going, what? Like that makes no sense. And yeah, it, it it's just it, I don't I don't get it. And if you even look through like UCF, which was a big powerhouse in football, they're playing Marshall. And to put that into context, Cincinnati beat Marshall in the regular season by forty four points. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but well, that's just how it's always been. But I agree with you guys with the whole corruption. Like yeah. it doesn't. It they makes, just want the Power Five schools. Yeah, it makes dollars and cents, and exactly they want the Power Five. Um, I just think you're going to lead to more of these G5 schools, like the lower schools. They're just going to leave their conferences. Like, why shouldn't Cincinnati just join the Big 12? Like, they're looking for people. And, yeah, well, and why Why would the, – the fact that they're a 30-plus point favorite to me is it's just not like, even a game. That's not, that's not fun unless, unless, of course, it becomes one. But then it's just like yeah. – Like, a line shouldn't open up for a bowl at 30. So I'm going to take the the – against the Cincy. I'm going to – Take the points. Yeah, I I would probably take the points against Boston College because it's an absurd line. I bet you. And, I bet and why you do the Bearcats care? Drop. Why do the Bearcats care? Yeah. Right. If it's that, if it's that, nothing of a game. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's true. Anyways, we'll move on. Jeremy, what is your uh, what is your thumbs down of the week? <laughs> Have you guys ever cheated at a video game? Put in a code for extra lives or unlimited ammo. 
you might tell yourself that you just gotta get past that really difficult boss and then after that you'll stop cheating however you've like that was really easy and that was really fun so i'm going to continue to do it that's the patriots they've cheated for so long they're cheating to beat the cincinnati Bengals. This is crazy. Spygate V2 is here in Belichick. I don't care what you say. You're cheaters, loose picks, and all that stuff. Move on. Your your dynasty's done if you have to cheat to beat the Bengals. Like it's the Bengals. Come on. They did not cheat. This no, is, come on. Listen, listen, listen. I hate the Patriots just as much as the next guy. But here's my rationale as to why they did not cheat. Bill Belichick got up and in an almost, almost human being style answer, said, look, we had nothing to do with this. This is a separate TV crew, all that kind of stuff. Now, do I believe everything Bill <laughs> yeah, Belichick said? Yeah, you don't says? have to believe anything. No, <laughs> no, I do not. But do I believe that Bill Belichick is smart enough that if he thinks he's going to go down with this ship, like... He would not get up there and say an answer, a very matter of fact, we have nothing to do with this. We didn't set this up. If he thought even there was a 1% chance that it could come back and absolutely bite him, you know where. Bill Belichick knew about this all through and through. And there's eight minutes of tape viewed on the sidelines of the coaches signaling players. Okay. So is it not fair to say that as if you're a TV crew, you're very probably into camera and filmmaking and so on, naturally. You just try to get as much tape as possible yeah, so, people so you were, can edit it in together and blah, blah, so blah. So people were trying to say it's B-roll. It's like the same as when you go to Philly and you see them chopping up cheesesteaks and stuff like this. and Or Philly again when you see the Liberty Bell or New York and doing the stock exchange and everything like that. In Peyton, New England, it's just videotapes of the other team's plays. Is that is that their B-roll? Come on! All I'm saying is, is that if you think Bill Belichick is stupid enough to go up there and make a objective, no, we had no idea about this. If he thinks that there's a chance he gets, like they get caught with this, uh, I, I think, think that I, uh, I think he's worried. I think that's what it is. I think he's worried. So I think for the first time, I think I think for the first time they're beatable. And I say this every year, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win. And I'm going to hate myself. Yeah, naturally. But, but. This is the year where it's like the O-line's not the same. Even they've like said it, not the same of what they had it before. Sonny Michelle is having a terrible year, or like a very yeah, he's below bad. average year. You don't need yeah, and you don't need a good sorry. O-line to beat the Rams whenever they only score three points. Nope. Yeah, but you, you kind of need it when you're facing the, chi the yeah. Chiefs' D-line. That absolutely they did went. get screwed this week. They though. got screwed this week. They should have they should have been in that game like more than they were. Come on, two touchdowns that were taken away. Uh, you know, yeah, and it's I completely know completely different game. I, like the Patriots for so long has been them versus the world, and if they meet the Chiefs again, you don't think they're gonna use those plays as motivation to come out and punch the Chiefs in the face? I don't know. We'll see. I feel like the Chiefs are very just a just a segue here very quickly. I feel like the Chiefs are being slept on this year, like pretty hard. They're finally healthy, right? Yeah. they weren't healthy, and now now look at them now that they're being healthy. My boy Travis Kelsey running a touchdown this week helped. Where's he from? <laughs> Cincinnati. Woo. Okay, <laughs> Jake, your thumbs down of the week. My thumbs down is going to who it usually goes to: Odell Beckham Jr. Now, now, guys, he's going up 
to other teams' quarterbacks after the games and saying, please get me out of Cleveland. It's so bad here. I hate it here in Cleveland. OBJ, if you are so, so good, you should be able to make it work. He's going up to Jeremy Garoppolo, or Jimmy Garoppolo, excuse me. Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, I got room for you, man. I got room for you. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo would touch OBJ with a 10-foot pole. No, not on that. San Fran seems like a tight-knit team yeah. where no no one's bigger than the next guy. Uh, next exactly. Round. And OBJ, all that he's ever trying to do is show that he has to stand out and be this Hollywood kind of player. And it's just, it drives me up the wall. The Browns suck. And anyone who thought that they would be good just because they got OBJ clearly doesn't know anything about football. Okay, but wow, that's a bold that's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. The Cleveland receivers, the Landry OBJ combo is actually the best combo the Browns have ever had. They're the first yeah, duo. What about that, Jake? They're the first duo in Cleveland Browns history to ever each get 800 yards or more. That's like that's like <laughs> you, Jeremy. That's like you going into my grade 8 class and being the best one at spelling. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're the best out of an awful, awful, awful group of things. Shout out my grade 8 kids. You're not actually that bad. I would never say that you're as bad as the Cleveland Browns. That That's not saying very much. Okay, who else was ever there? Yeah. Who else was ever I'm there? Just, I'm just trying to be a half-glass full guy. Now, now, and here's the thing, Jake. I, I know you probably weren't because nobody was. If you were watching the Browns-Bengals game on the weekend, uh, like I said, nobody was because it sucks. Um, but actually, you want to know what degenerate gamblers were because I was. Um, you would have seen how bad, and I still consistently say this, I don't think this is OBJ's fault, and I still won't. And the reason why I still kind of have to defend him, I still think Baker Mayfield is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He sucked. You just need and to get Freddie out of that passes, kitchen. If, if you watch his passes, they are behind them. They are high. They are, it's all over. At one point, the Bengals' defense looked like it was one of the best defenses in the NFL because that's just what Baker Mayfield makes them look like. I don't know, man. I don't like, know. I think, I, I think if you like, – I, as dumb as it is and like how he's gotten chances, like to be fair, his two quarterbacks that he's had has been Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield who are both like not very good. I had a guy in my fantasy football league beg – for him to have um, Eli Manning back for his OBJ shares because Baker's not doing it for OBJ. Yeah. Anyways, we'll wrap it up there. I, I hate talking about the Cleveland Browns because like they, they're just not worth my airtime or anyone's ear time. So, anyways, we'll wrap it up there. But stay tuned. I got a winning bet coming up for you, and then we got the two-minute drill coming in hot. Stay locked on Bar Sports. Bar Sports. All right, it's that time for you to make some money with Jake Kelly. I am taking the Los Angeles Rams this week over the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Look, guys, the Cowboys, they're not good. That division, they might still win the division. They're not going to beat the Rams. The Rams look, they have fi- look like they have finally figured it out. Sean McVay took a look in the mirror and said, this is on me. And now... It's on us to take the Rams to beat the Cowboys. Take the money line or take them uh, with the spread. The spread is only minus one. So that is your job. Take the LA Rams Sunday afternoon against the Dallas Cowboys.
All right, all right, all right. It's time for the two-minute drill. If you're new to the show or just need a reminder how this works is that we have a number of various things that have happened in the week of sports, and we just hit them rapid fire, two minutes in, two minutes out kind of thing. So we're just going to start right away. For those of you that haven't seen, Le'Veon Bell was too ill to play football on Sunday but was feeling good enough in his orange leather pants to go bowling. On Saturday that depends night. on who you ask, okay? What are our thoughts on this? Jeremy, I feel like you have an opinion. Lev Bell's on my fantasy team. I got to see him play live this year, so he's kind of my boy right now. Lev Bell begged to play on Sunday. It was the coaches telling him to get out of here. They still won without him on a controversial last-second field goal, but Lev Bell should not be faulted for this. You can go out and bowl. It's not like he was... Out, going out, getting drunk, having a, yeah. Yeah, he's allowed to bowl, and he put up a 252, which is pretty respectful. He said best game of his career he's ever bowled. They actually called it Jordan's flu game. That was his Jordan flu game. Yeah, Adam Gase is just angry that Lev Bell didn't invite him to go bowling because Lev Bell might be on this team longer than Adam Gase. Why Why are we saying Lev Bell, and why can't we say Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon. Like, Leave because because that. if we said it one of those two ways, then we would just be sitting here having this conversation. And now here we are. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know which way to say it. I'm not D- it doesn't matter. We're talking about him in bowling. Bowling. Yeah. Bowling. I hate bowling. Bowling sucks. <laughs> That's my hot take. If anybody who likes bowling out there, you're a loser. All right. That's, uh, even if it's you two. If That's you like an air bowling, ball. <laughs> That's an air ball. Yeah, we heard it the first time. <laughs> Bowling's great for, like, going out, having a good time with friends. But this is about bell and bowling. Belling. Bellui? I don't know. Le- 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 sorry. Sorry, Le'Veon Bell. Like, we, didn't fucking, we didn't do this justice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to <clears throat> two teams that I don't think need Le'Veon Bell. The Saints and the 49ers. Had an absolute shootout the other night. Lee, what were your thoughts on this game? This game was wild. I, I kept thinking the 49ers were just like a like Pac-12 football team with some of the plays they were calling. They were doing end-arounds, the wide receiver throws. They were doing like triple pitches. I couldn't believe what I was even – it felt like you were just playing with your buddies on like Madden Street. That's what I felt like watching this game and just a, what a shootout. It was, every year there's a game like that, and it's always pretty much the game of the year. Last year was the Chiefs and the Chiefs the and the Rams, yeah. It it makes people, if you love offense, it's what the I feel like the NFL wants the league to be become. But if you care about, I think, like the true game of football, you hate those games, right? Yeah, no like defense. you would have probably turned it off after the first quarter. Yeah, there's no defense. It's just a bunch of people running around. You're not allowed to tackle anyone kind of thing. I mean – Hugely entertaining, though. Like, hugely entertaining. I believe both teams hit hit the over by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So, uh... So, rip anybody who bet the under. You have to. You have to. I, myself, think that you can take this game and throw it out the window. It's the NFC. And you, you think you're going to see that game come playoff time? 90 points yes. scored? No. You're not going to see a game in the NFC that has over 60 points scored. That, no. that game was nothing, and... It just showed me that Kyle Shanahan is continues to be a good coach with that the, that running back committee. You can put me, you, or Jake in there, and he's and like we're all gonna do well behind Kyle Shanahan schemed offenses. Yeah, yeah, and so he showed it in Atlanta. Yeah. Is he the coach of the year, or is it Mike Tomlin, or is it John Harbaugh? I think it's got to be Mike Tomlin. It's got to be I'm Mike Tomlin. 
I'm going with John Harbaugh. I'm going with John Harbaugh, too. I understand what you're saying, because Mike Tomlin's lost Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And even still, but they like, might not make the playoffs. And James Conner, like they've been a makeshift team all year. Yeah, they might not make the playoffs, but the fact, yeah, the fact that they were on their third quarterback of the year, they're in the hunt, and not, like not with much. No disrespect to those Pittsburgh players, so I, they, they've lost their stars. I don't. know. I think you can easily say Mike Tomlin. I, I like but. John Harbaugh because he's like, in the truest sense of the word, a coach. Like he's taken what he has. Yes. And and completely reinvented himself and he didn't say, Okay, here's my system, yeah. you guys go play. Yeah. He had, he's adapted, adapted and I like that too. evolution. Yeah. We will definitely have a lot more talk about coach of the year on later episodes, certainly. Anyways, we'll move on. Uh Jeremy, you want to talk about how this was sort of the where this is a fantasy football uh kind of segment here. This was the injury week in fantasy football, you were saying. So that bears the question. In fantasy football, do you need to have any depth is this does this show you that you need to have depth or do you just need to have your best players and who cares who's on your bench so jeremy it, it, it's it? very interesting because i'm talking like specifically your league in my your league in mind jake uh the first place team he scored the most points all season but now next week and because he had to buy last week and thank god because his team barely put up over 100 points he's gonna be starting the steelers receiver i think deontay johnson okay and Mike Williams as his receivers. Wow, because because so. you can't trust Tyler Lockett right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's and that's because he he's dealt with injuries. Mike Evans just went out like, and I bet you he made like it was like his last his last hurrah. He had the one catch for sixty however many yards. This is my touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. sixty four yards and a touchdown. So that that got you like thirteen points. Mm-hmm. He's out now. Geis is out. There's so many players that got hurt. I think it, like I've done well in most of my leagues when I've just spread out, like just plug and play and play based on matchups. Mm-hmm. I don't need the one star because if you tied your your whole boat to him and he goes down, you're sinking with him, right? It's yeah. It's, I think I yeah. think that kind of depends on the league though, right? Because like in my dynasty league with the twelve to two quarterbacks deep, and we play like deep uh, deep rosters. You kind of got to have your stars just because like you're not gonna get to the playoffs if you don't have those guys. If you like. You plug and play like if you're just playing like a standard like eight team, I, like I don't standard really eight team. Play. That's not standard at all. Sorry, if you're playing an eight team league, I don't even consider you playing. <laughs> football, what I was gonna say, um, but if you're playing like ten team, one quarterback, one flex, and it's like then at that point you gotta go depth, right? Just because there's so many options out there. But I think if you're playing, if you're like the true fantasy football guy, like all of us are, and we have those deep rosters, it's tough. Like you need to have those big guys, or else like you're thinking tanking early. Like you're not making the playoffs. Or there's the Jake Kelly way that you uh, you can just have no one good on your bench, and then that way you can't look at it and go, wow, I should have started this guy because <laughs> all of your bench guys got you zero to five points. There that, you go. <laughs> that was me for a lot of the season this year. I was like, well, at least I can't be mad that I didn't start. Jake does not know. want it to come down to coaching. It's all the general manager's fault. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to move on. Uh, I have an, uh, some thoughts on Marc Gasol and the Toronto Raptors. Now, if you're an old basketball fan or someone who watches basketball or you used to, you look at Marc Gasol's numbers now and you go, man, Marc Gasol really fell off. He's not putting up any numbers. This isn't the Marc Gasol I used to know. Well, why don't you tune into a Raptors game then? Marc Gasol 
is being an absolute stopper, the anchor on defense, being huge, just exactly what you need him to be. On offense, he passes the ball, moves the ball, and hits some shots. Granted, he's not where they want him to be on offense right now. But all I'm saying is, is if you're someone who looks at Marcus Gasol and says, we could just trade him, or when that god-awful rumor that we would get DeMar DeRozan in exchange for Marcus Gasol came out and you supported that, then that shows you know nothing about basketball. Watch a damn game. And that's my thoughts on that. I don't know if anyone has anything else to say about it. I, I can see how nope. he's been the glue of, of the Raptors, and he's the guy that facilitates everything. I, I love, like... So I read a big article today on The Athletic about how the Leafs are playing similar to Barcelona with the possession and the triangles. Okay. You see that a lot with Gasol, too. Yes. Whenever the ball is passed to him, he always has three open guys to uh-huh. to get the ball off to. And then every, he's done that for years. Mm-hmm. He's really just being a, a true facilitator. He gets the ball at... You know, good positions, and it's it's a zing, zing, zing in and out of his hand, and that just facilitates their whole offense. You know, and that's that's the way it is. Anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest. But we'll stay with basketball. Uh, Kevin Love is rumored; he's on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, and he's rumored to be going. Who knows where? There's the Portland Trailblazers. There's the Spurs. There's maybe the Phoenix Suns. So. I just want to put this out there. Do you think that he's going to go anywhere? I'm willing to take any bets on this one because I just don't know. So if I you say I yes, I, I'll I, say no. I, I don't think he's going anywhere as an asset. As a basketball asset? What do you mean? As like a as a tradable like I don't think he's going to return positive value on his own. Because I think the contract's so long. Mm-hmm. I think it's three more years after this year. Sure. And it's Kevin Love. It's it's a thirty million dollar deal. That's a really good point. Like I, I think the team would rather say, "I'll take my thirty million dollars and go spend it and elsewhere, find it somewhere else." Yeah, I think I don't disagree with you. I I think Portland makes like a good like logical sense, yeah. right? They kind of need some scoring at four. They need some scoring this year. They have. They I like are the a good Suns. Team. I like the Suns to get them. Uh, and Carmelo, ever since he's been player of the week, has not done very well. No, he hasn't. <laughs> the Suns are an interesting one, and uh, you know, I don't know if the Suns, I don't know if the Suns take him just because I feel like the Suns are maybe two years away, maybe one year away. So I don't know if that makes sense for them. But if they're one year away and you get him for the rest of the year, then you have him next year too. I don't yeah, know. Chemistry. It's interesting to see. Uh, who knows? It's sort of the. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Anyways, we will uh, we'll move on to some hockey. So, uh, Jeremy, you want to talk about how the Leafs uh, are pairing Riley and uh, Tyson? So Barry this just kind of continues the whole Dubis and Keefe connection, and sure. how they're playing the team the way Dubis has built it. Yeah, you still have Cody Ceci on the team, so you're gonna have to live learn to live with that. But you're playing your best players in the best possible situations. Now the results haven't been fantastic analytically. But they haven't been scored on yet, and Riley and Barry, they've both been kind of the guy that always jumps in the play and becomes the fourth forward, whether they have an anchor back there, and then they use their skin and come back. Why can't they just take turns and one of them stays back while the other one goes up, depending on positioning? And it's looked really well. They're both from out west, and they look like they're having a lot of fun, and they've talked about the connection they've had just from being out west. Hmm. And I, I think I like that this is like they're playing them all in the offensive zone. They're playing them... Perfectly, and this is what I love about Keefe and Leafs right now. And what people were screaming about to why mm-hmm. Babcock was just doing what he was doing, yeah. right? It kind of froze him at that point. How, but are the results there yet? Like They haven't been scored on. The expected goals are like 50-50 right now. But I think after a couple of games playing with each other, I think it should 
go pretty well. Okay. Fair I'm enough. It's your account. So I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, speaking of them both being uh, from out west, Tyson Berry had some comments on Vancouver. I'll let you again take the lead. So at, at the time of recording, the Leafs are about 45 minutes away from puck drop in Vancouver. And Vancouver fans are pretty happy right now because generally when the Leafs move out, go out there and play, it's a 4 o'clock east, 4 o'clock uh, local time, 7 o'clock Eastern time game, and they get all angry about that, and that kind of drives their hatred for the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fans. Barry, growing up out there, has said he was always a Canucks fan growing up, but he wasn't one of those diehard guys that said death to every other team except the Canucks. He said the, the Vancouver Canucks fans are probably just jealous that the Toronto's always in the spotlight, and they're the bigger market team, and they're the ones that the NHL loves and everyone loves, so our fans are loud and can be obnoxious at times. So I'm totally on Vancouver sports fans' side on this. If my game, if that game is being played at four o'clock my time, that that on is, a weekday, that is ridiculous. Usually it's on a yeah. weekend when they're out there, but yeah, it's to- even so, that's that's brutal. You should have you should be no. That's for the growth of the league. Growth, shut up, the growth <laughs> of the league. Give me a break. the the group The league is fine in Vancouver. Elite, like. So I'll I'll bring this back to Jake's favorite player on the entire planet, LeBron James. Have you watched oh. more games when he was a Cavalier or he, or now that he's a Laker? I certainly have watched more games when he was in the East, and a lot of player and a lot of people who live on the East Coast or this side of the continent would say the same thing. I hear your point, right? But that's why you fl- that's why you have them on one o'clock games on Sunday in the NBA because the NBA has always done that, always done that. Right, but I just think I agree, that I just, I agree with Jake here for once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys are entitled to your wrong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Last uh, last thing on hockey. Jim Montgomery, the ex coach of the Dallas Stars, now he was just fired for unprofessional conduct. Now, listening at home, maybe by the time you hear this, we'll know more about what unprofessional conduct actually means. But Jim Montgomery didn't deserve to be fired for any on ice issues. So. Is this just a continuing trend on what we talked about with Dodson on our Jake Dodson on our well, last podcast? Well, this came out and said that it's no no like abuse of players or anything like that. So, and no other team employees are involved. So I uh, here at the workplace here we always uh, speculate stuff, and we were like looking looking online, and we're starting to think there might have been a uh, like from what some of the reports coming out are, is that there's a uh, there was something that happened where he got caught doing something he shouldn't have been caught doing, if you kind of know what I mean, and sexually. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be anything, and I I think the, the is that everything speculation is that yeah I guess it's unprofessional conduct, so that's not conduct detrimental mm-hmm. to the team if you're yeah I don't know if the stars are doing him a service or a disservice by saying hey we're gonna not say what he did or even hint at it because I think. If they would have just like lofted a general, like a little bit more specific of a statement out there, then we then we wouldn't be speculating. Yes, but now reporters are going to dig and dig and dig into it, and I think whatever he did within the by the next episode, I bet you it's going to be out there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it is. I think they just might say he he did something unprofessional, and it was time for him to move on from the team. I think that that's what they might say. I don't know, but I just wouldn't be surprised if they tried the Tyler Skaggs uh, death too, right? But even still, everything comes up. Let's not conflict. Like Tyler Skaggs was a player in L.A. that died, right? Jim Montgomery is a coach in the NHL 
in Dallas. These are very different media markets. I'm saying, I'm saying, okay. I bet you, I bet you, no matter what, it, it happens in Pittsburgh. It happens. It doesn't really matter the market. I think, regardless, things will come out, especially when it like when it is so shocking, like it did today. People are gonna dig. I will bet. I will bet anyone that it doesn't come out by the next episode. I think we will be I'm stuck with postponing un- the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think we will. This is. We will know maybe. We'll have more speculation, but we will have no definitive idea of what the unprofessional content I'll take was. a beer bet on that. Sure. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Easiest beer I ever made. <laughs> okay, so I lied. There is one more hockey thing uh, that we want to talk about. The World Cup of Hockey. Postponed, canceled. Will we ever see it again? Will we ever see the best players in hockey play each other again wearing their national colors? So... They say they're going to postpone it to 2024, which would make the best player in the world, Connor McDavid, 27 before he dons his country's colors in a best-on-best tournament. Wow. Is the Olympics out of the question already? Yes. I just wanted wanted to. I thought thought with the new deal coming this offseason or like maybe the looming of their not being The NHL kind of reneged a little bit here. So they told the players if they agree to extend the CBA – then they'll probably run a World Cup of Hockey come 2021. The NHL players said, yep, okay, that sounds good to us. Handshake, handshake. And then now the NHL PAs or the NHL Board of Governors and stuff said, nope, we're not going to do it until 2024. So talk about wanting to grow the game. Like, this is bad. This yep. is this is really bad. And it's not like people love think, think to about, see. Think about and when, when we did that World Cup of Hockey, think about how many people loved watching that Team North America. Like those young guys and how they play. I think you gotta find know, something like, better than like that was super cool and the jerseys are super cool, but I wasn't even about the jerseys. Best look, at, look at the team. Yeah. I I think if you look at the team, you it, look was, at an the exce- it was an exceptional on. team, and that's where hockey's going, getting younger and younger. But that's not really a best on best tournament when you're just making up these two make believe teams to compete in it. Yeah, but the reason why you made that make believe team is because half those guys wouldn't have made Team Canada. Or yeah. Team USA, and they and they wanted to grow the game, right? Yeah, you want to get yeah. these these people as household names, and so when uh, growing the game internationally, be better have two countries in it as opposed to more I, Canadians and Americans. No, I think no. See, well, that that just depends on how watered down. Like, because you could, I think the problem is, and you see it in the World Juniors, right? Like Kazakhstan's in the World Juniors this year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get blown out every single time. That's not growing the game. At what point? Like I know, like you might say, they're gonna yeah, celebrate being stage. there. That's gonna yeah, get more eyes on the game. There. But that's but that's them. They're not gonna like people in the world juniors. Like if you're growing up in Kazakhstan, like what's gonna really like in all? I say this about soccer too. Like what's gonna make you really want to go play for them when they're losing 14, 15, nothing against these big? Because teams? you're gonna have eyes on you and money. More chances of money. I, don't think... I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Lee. I, I do. I hear. I hear what you're saying. I just think I think it's I think it's like a double edged sword, like getting your eye, eyes on you compared to like just being a watered down pro, uh, like a country being in there. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, moving on. Uh, the Jays haven't been able to do anything this off season, and they're looking kind of like a little bit of a joke, especially in the Toronto sports sports landscape. When you've had TFC success, Raptors success, the Leafs even like some. Some moderate success of making the playoffs. If TFC can bring in players to play for them international from internationally, they're gonna bring in. They're gonna bring in Mario Balotelli. You heard it here first on Poor Sports Podcast. Uh, I saw that rumor a couple weeks ago. I think that's not gonna happen. But yeah, no, no, no. It was me. I was the first guy. <laughs> so, um, and it goes to me. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, if the if TFT can do stuff and the Jays can't just because they're in Canada, blah 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 blah. Back up the Brinks trucks if you really want these players. Yeah, D- like don't just put your foot half in the pool. And there's a, there's God knows there's a market for it in Canada. Whenever the Jays are good, that place is packed, man. It's packed. So do you know they're they're gonna bring back Edwin and they're gonna bring in back Hap and try and like like oh look you guys know rekindle these yeah. yeah Jose Jose Bautista comes back as a 39 year old. No thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. This is bad. It's frustrating, especially yeah. Time I, to clean house in front office. I've been saying that since they cleaned house last time when no one wanted yeah. them to clean house. But yeah. Yeah. so uh finally, uh the main event. The main event, yeah. So the uh NCAA final four for football was announced. It's uh in this order. Louisiana State University, the Ohio State University, Clemson, the Tigers, and Oklahoma. Did they get it right? Do we have any bold predictions? It doesn't matter if they got it right. They, 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 they like they got the four teams right that needed to be there. Okay. It doesn't That's matter the order right. after that. I, I don't. Uh, like, you're gonna have to play. I think. I think. I think it's a. So I think it's a huge difference. One, did they really get the fourth team right? I know they put Oklahoma there, but there was another undefeated team out there. Wanna know who it was? Wanna know who should be in this playoff right now? Who should four. be in this playoff, Lee? The North Dakota no, State. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Mike Shut up. Shut 13 up. And 0. They went 13 and 0. It should be undefeated. That's because you, you make your own freaking schedule in yeah. the NCAA. Yeah. I, they would um, no, not. That, all, like, yeah. I know. I, I'm just joking around. But in all honesty, so the big debate, everybody knew Clemson was going to be three. And as soon as Oklahoma beat Baylor, they were going to be four. The big debate is did LSU beat Georgia enough to get the number one spot over Ohio State because they had been flip-flopping every college football rankings. And the answer, they said, was yes. I think the difference LSU playing Oklahoma to LSU playing Clemson is enormous. Everybody wanted Clemson's being dog this year, and I don't know why. So I think what we're going to do on this on this podcast right here, we're just going to pick our winners. We're going to pick uh, who we think are going to win the first two games and who our national champion is. Right, boys? Sure. Okay, so, so what the do you very want? first game, the Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State versus Clemson. Ohio State, Clemson, Clemson. I'm right with Jake there. I think, and I, and I actually think Clemson will blow them out. Ooh, okay. Hot take. Uh, yeah, and then the, uh, the LSU Oklahoma. LSU, back. LSU. Yeah, LSU. That's a clean sweep there. I, I, know. I don't think. I think. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. The over-under is going to start out ridiculous. It's the number one offense and the number two offense in the country. So you do take the over. Yeah, Oklahoma's defense is really bad. LSU's defense is pretty good. I would actually, depending on what, if the market's set around like 68 to 70, I would think about maybe taking that under. Okay, so national championship game. Jeremy, you have LSU versus Ohio State, and Jake and I have LSU versus Clemson. Who is your national champion? The Ohio State University. Wow, so you're riding, you're riding the Buckeyes all the way. Eh? Yep. Uh, you know Jake. what? If I have LSU Clemson, man, that's a that's a tough one. That might be one of the best championship games of all time. I will I will go Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers. And I will so there's a, I, I I was going to think about taking Clemson uh just because of the stat of there's not been a one seed in the 6 years of the college football playoff that's ever won, which is a crazy fact. Hmm. Also it's the first but, time Alabama's ever missed right? This college yeah, football playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that too. But I'm going to I'm going to take Joe Burrow. He's going to have his swan song. In uh, where is the national championship this year? Anyways, I'm taking LSU to win. Louisiana, the national championship I believe, right? Clemson. 
You think it's going to be at home? They're going to play in Louisiana, like at the Mercedes Band? At the Mercedes I, bl I believe Benz? I've read some. I, th I thought you told me something about that. Right, Somebody's talk about something while I look it up. No, we're we're just gonna keep moving on. Well, right, that so, that uh, sorry. Do you have anything else to add there, Lee? Uh, yeah, I think I just I think this is gonna be the year that they do. I think that team, mind you, I live with someone who's an LSU fan, so I haven't missed a game all year. So maybe my my opinion is biased. You have some, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that might be. Yeah, but I just think I think they're complete. They're healthy, and I how could you not love Coach Ed at at, at LSU? That guy is unbelievable. He's That's a guy fair. you can get behind. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this more as the uh, as the weeks move on. But anyways, that does it for the two minute drill. Uh, hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, and we've got some bets and a uh, and a new segment coming up next on Poor Sports. Poor Sports. Producer Jeremy here. The NFL flexed the game, so I am too. Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, Sunday night football. The Bills are being disrespected, and maybe rightfully so, coming off a poor performance versus the Baltimore Ravens. But these are not the Ravens. It's Duck Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bills are getting plus two points. You don't have to take them, but I'm going to. The Bills plus two is my lock of the week. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back into the third and final part of our podcast. It's time for a new uh, game that we call Would You Rather. I'm sure you all have been at a, oh, I don't know, grade eight slumber party and played this game. Ooh. So you all know the rules. I'm getting nervous How here. this is going. So we have a Would You Rather. It's a fun little thing that we're going to do. So would you rather get hit in the open field by Jadavian Clowney? Or would you rather take a Ronaldo free kick to the face? Oh. Cristiano Ronaldo free kick to the face. Is the face is the face the worst part part of your body you could take it in? Alright, well that that's an interesting uh question. I think another question within itself. But um Lee, you had the stats on how fast Ronaldo can kick or something like that. Is what it how was fast it? or how hard? How hard, fast, whichever whichever way you want to put it. But what were they, Lee? Yeah, so I looked it up and it looks like uh Ronaldo did a thing where he's breaking glass panels by kicking a ball, and he was clocked in at 130 kilometers or 80 miles per hour. That's and that's brute force. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say I would rather get tackled by Jadavian Clowney if if I get to wear the football pads and if the helmet. Oh, yeah, a big one. yeah, and if I'm like, if I'm just like walking down the street and Jadavian Clowney just like I see him running up and absolutely, you know, spears me like that, I don't know. But if I'm if we're framing it from a sports point of view, and I'm a running back and I get nailed by Jadavian Clowney, or if I'm standing in the wall, you know, getting ready for an Aldo free kick from like 25 yards out. I think that I would rather get hit by Jadavian Clowney. Now, I have a pretty hard noggin, pretty large noggin here, and I've taken a couple of high sticks to the face and stuff like that. Yeah, no. I'm still not taking Ronaldo's free kick to the face. That's going to, like, leave your whole face bruised. Could, like, break my nose, give me a concussion. I've played rugby. i played tackling sports. I wrestle. I think I could take one hit from Jadavian Clowney. 
I think that uh, does less I'm going, damage. I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm going to take Ronaldo's shot. I don't even think it's really close at all for me. Because, uh, like, the whole concussion thing, like, that could happen either way with how bad Kalani could hit you. Um, and plus, it's like, so if Ronaldo hits me in the face, my face is going to hurt. My face is going to hurt like hell. The problem is if Clowney absolutely destroys me, like 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 what he did in that 2013 Outback Bowl, that guy left the game. He had he had bruised ribs. He had a concussion. Uh, like, there's multiple things that you could get from Clowney absolutely destroying you. I'm just going to take my, my medicine with, like, my face being effed up. Man. I think I think this one we're gonna have to throw out to the poor sports listeners. Yes, we'll, you'll definitely be able to vote and uh, voice your opinion on this on uh, on the Instagram. I, this this is honestly a toss up because I think that it's pretty. I don't know. I don't know. Does if this I make us masochists or saddest for having to choose between these two? Does it make us what? Sorry, masochists or saddest? What? So if someone didn't know what that was, how would you so describe I believe, it? I, I believe I, I the one I'm trying to describe is the one that like. Is all right with the pain because I don't I don't think of my free will I would ever think about taking out of these just out of the blue. Lee Lee was a, found a website or something that thankfully does this for us. Yeah, because after he said take a tackle from Jadavian Clowney, I was like, ooh, I do not want to do that. Yeah. And then he said, or take a free kick from Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I immediately knew which one I was <laughs> more willing to do. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, you'll definitely be able to vote on this on the on the Instagram. And if you happen to uh, to think of a would you rather, please, please, please send it to us on the poor sports Instagram at poor underscore sports. Uh, definitely do that. Anyways, that uh, I think that does it for our for our show this week. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss uh, Lee's bet that will be coming up uh, right after it's this. The winner. It's easiest winner you'll have all year. All right. Well, I'll be listening. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. It's always fun doing this. And buy some damn merch. Holiday 20. There you go. Yes. Promo code Christmas 20. Christmas 20. Christmas 20. All lowercase. <laughs> all lowercase. Okay. Thanks very much for listening. And stay tuned for Lee. Wait, Jake. Lee's when are we going to be back? We're I think we're taking a little break, aren't we? No, no, no. no. no, no, no Next no. week we will be back. Regular scheduled programming. We'll be taking a little holiday break, but uh, yeah, we still have another episode after this. Okay. Awesome. You guys got me scared. I was scared that I was gonna that we were gonna be missing out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ciao. Husband here. We're gonna make you some money. Nice. TV. What we're gonna do is we're gonna be the 2019 President's Cup golf. USA versus international. The odds aren't very good, but you can bet your house on it. Bet that the states are going to win. This team is stacked. They have all their golfers are at the top 15 ranked in the world. International, they don't have that. Uh, you bet them at 1.40 and just bet the USA to lift the trophy at 1.28. Easy. Bet your house on it. That's what I, I say. Keep it sweet.